A quick disclaimer, I am in no way a medical professional, nor is any of what I discuss medical advice or opinion. This episode features personal anecdotes and personal reflections and takeaways. podcast where we talk about navigating young adulthood and discovering what's just right for me. I'm your host, Catherine, and as always, I am excited to be chatting with you all on this lovely, lovely Friday. I cannot believe that we are already at the second to last episode of this season. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is insane how time has just absolutely flown over the past, gosh, like, two months. Yeah, this is, well, this is episode eight, so, and I publish weekly, so two months. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Well, today, we are talking about self-intimacy and the way that I've been restructuring my relationship with intimacy. So, we'll dive right in. First, I do want to preface that I will be talking about sex in this episode. I usually stray away from talking about sexual things on any of my platforms because a good portion of my followers are minors. And I won't act, I will not sit here and act like I don't know that a lot of my minor followers probably are engaging in sexual activity. I'm not going to act like I was not a minor engaging in sexual activity. It's a normal, healthy part of development, and the way I see it is I'm not going to sit around and make whole videos about, you know, tips on <laughs> on specific sexual acts, but I will talk about sex if it's to discuss safety and enjoyability, because those are the type of videos that I wish I had when I was younger. And honestly, still videos that I like to have now, or topics that I like to hear people talk about now. So that's how I will frame it. There won't be any discussion of sexual assault or sexual harassment, so do not worry about that. I'll just be speaking about sex and how it applies to intimacy for me. I knew that I wanted to restructure my relationship with intimacy after my ex-partner and I broke up this past July, so July of 2021. I realized that I developed a transactional mindset towards sex. I mean, really, I had one since I started having sex in my late teens. Sex was about orgasm for me. That was the only goal. That was all I was taught to be the only goal. You know, I, you all know this if you're my longtime followers and listeners, I am a Wattpad girly through and through. Wattpad raised me, that orange app raised me. And so I, I mean, honestly, if I'm being truthful, I first learned about sex from my neighbor in like fourth grade (laughs) and probably knew way too much younger than I honestly wish I did. But Wattpad is really where I started to to get my understanding of sex, aka not a healthy way. I learned or perceived that 
you should only have sex if you wanted to get off, you know? There was little to no intimacy involved, despite me purposely not having sex outside of relationships because I do view sex as something intimate. I do. I also noticed that I've been the same way with masturbation. Up until very recently, and I'm talking like past, gosh, three months recently, I would only masturbate if one, I was horny, and two, I was bored. And before any of y'all start, don't try and tell me that you haven't masturbated just because you were bored or wanted to do something. We have all been there. (laughs) There is no shame. This is a safe space. We can all admit it. Honestly, this might be a little TMI, but I came came across a snap memory the other day and it was me in quarantine at like beginning, you know, March 2020 after I'd gotten back from studying abroad in Spain and I was, I was quarantining. And the snap memory was basically me saying, you know, those of you who have followed me for a while, (laughs) you know I love to beat my meat when I am bored, and I must say, it is getting outrageous. (laughs) Oh, God. So we've all been there. We've all been there. No shame. Anyways, there was no intimacy during these, you know, intimate times, and I wanted to change that. I also wanted to change my definition of intimacy. After my relationship ended, it actually took me a while to fully process it, even though our breakup was literally the most mutual breakup you could possibly have. Literally possibly have. It was, (laughs) like, we both had the same exact plan for breaking up with each other. It was very funny. I'll tell you about it another time if you want to hear a story time about it. I will gladly do that. It's one of my favorite stories to tell. But for at least a month after, I was heartbroken. I have a video on my TikTok going into this, but you can still be heartbroken even if the breakup with someone was completely mutual or you ended the relationship. Because you got to know that person. And if it was a long-term relationship, you literally built parts of your life with them. And it can be incredibly difficult to either, one, navigate a relationship with that person in a way that is completely different than the one that you're used to, or two, not have that person in your life at all anymore. For at least two months after my ex and I broke up, I would call him bawling my eyes out mid-emotional release because he was literally the only one who could comfort me and I did not know why. I did not understand why I was upset and why I missed him so much even though I didn't, I knew I didn't want to get back together at all. Like, I wanted to be single. I was very sure that I wanted to be single. I was very positive. I didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. I just, it, it wasn't working out for us. We didn't want to do distance. So I was so confused as to why I could not not rely on him or not call him. 
I don't remember when, but at some point, I realized that what I was missing from him was not our entire relationship, but the comfort that I received from him. For two years, he was my main source of comfort and the person that I was most vulnerable with. I missed the intimacy that we shared completely outside of sex. And I realized then that not only did I need to rethink how I define sexual intimacy, but how I define intimacy in general. It has not been a straightforward journey. I thought after the breakup that to restructure my relationship with intimacy, I needed to be intimate in a platonic way. You know, being more physically affectionate with my friends so that I didn't have to worry about my affections being misconstrued as sexual. And keep in mind, when I say physically affectionate, I mean, like, hugging my friends more or cuddling with my friends, you know, with their consent, of course. But overall, actually practicing what I would preach, because I've been saying for years that we should be more physically affectionate with our friends. Like, I'm I'm a big proponent. I know I just said in here, I in this case, I meant hugging my friends and cuddling, but I'm a big proponent. Kiss your friends. Kiss your friends, everyone. I think it's great. Anyways, I kind of became cuddle buddies. I literally hate using that term because it sounds so weird, but cuddle buddies, essentially, with one of my friends, where we would engage in, like, all the physical affection of a relationship outside of sex and kissing. Well, at least, like, kissing on the lips. Um, (laughs) let me explain because that might be confusing. I would go over to his house, cuddle with him in bed, you know, play with his hair. He would give me, like, tummy kisses and sit between my thighs. You know, you know that thing on TikTok where you're laying on your back and, like, a girl's thighs are around your head? And it's like, oh, it's that Tyler Creator song. And it's, what's the point of being rich when you wake up alone? Or something like that. Um, Anyways, like that trend. And that way, you know, so he was facing forward. It's not that he was, you know, like, eating me out. (laughs) Anyways. That was very nice. It was very nice for, like, the two, three times that we hung out. But I realized very quickly that I didn't actually want that. I didn't get any satisfaction from it. And that was when I had the realization that I talked about a few episodes ago, where I realized I was craving and seeking out comfort from others that I really wanted from myself. The only time that I would get the satisfaction that I was missing from interactions, you know, like the ones with my friend, was when I would hold myself, or trace my skin on my back or shoulders while watching ASMR videos, or giving myself a hand massage or lotion my body, even, you know? And that realization has been the basis of my restructuring of my relationship to intimacy. I now encourage self-intimacy with myself as much as possible. I lotion my body. I play with my hair. I put on my makeup super gently. I give myself massages. I let myself be open and vulnerable in all the ways I've talked about in previous episodes. 
I not only treat myself like a friend, I treat myself like a lover. I still have work to do around the whole sexual intimacy bit. But I think that's one of those things that you have to work through with someone else. Yes, I've started to explore masturbation without a goal of orgasm. And I've mostly stopped watching porn because... I've noticed over the years that that porn has warped my view of sex. It made me think I was into things that I realized I'm very much not into. And it overall just made sex seem very much like a performance for me, which is another thing I'm, I'm trying to get away from. If I do watch porn, I literally will type in like gentle... <laughs> Or like making love. I'm not even joking. I'm literally not even joking. <laughs> there are some nice videos. They're actually quite kind. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways. I think a big portion of my restructuring with intimacy and a reason why I have trouble with that restructuring is because I have a hard time believing that someone who is romantically or sexually interested in me can be physically affectionate without them expecting sex. Even though I crave physical affection outside of sex and I would love to kiss for hours without it going any further, I have a hard time believing that other people think that way and that the person I'm engaging with also wants to do that. And that they aren't just stopping there because I want to. There have actually only been two times where I genuinely did not feel any sort of internal pressure to go further or be worried that the other person was going to be mad because, you know, they had quote-unquote blue balls. Which I shouldn't mention that... All of my sexual experiences have been with cis men. Outside of, you know, some sexual exploration with a girl when I was young. You know, when you're experimenting, when you're little, and, like, maybe you kiss your best friend. Um, I at least know a few of my female friends who had experiences like that when they were younger. But anyways, outside of that, I've only had one romantically intimate moment with someone who is not a man... And it was also one of the only two times I've never felt pressured. That isn't to say that all men only want sex. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that it is difficult for me to fully believe that men can see me as something other than a sexual object. So like I said, I still have work to do around sexual intimacy for now, as I'm recording this, I'm happy to do what I can on my own. I look forward to when I do get into a relationship again and when I can start working through things with a partner, though. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I am incredibly grateful for you all. To support the podcast, subscribe to my Patreon, at Kitty Starchild. I know season one is coming to a close, but as a Patreon member, you will be able to listen to 
all of season two's episodes early, get access to Patreon-exclusive bonus episodes that I already have out, and join in on our monthly online hangouts where you get to chat with me and other Perfect Porridge supporters. It's really fun. I enjoy them. I look forward to them every month. Also, follow the podcast's Instagram, at Perfect Porridge Podcast, and my personal accounts, at Kitty Starchild on TikTok and at Kitty.Starchild on Instagram. Thank you again, my friends. I love you, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.